Welcome to the Meet Hope podcast, where we have conversations about faith and hope. Hope is one church made of people living out their faith through two expressions, in person and online. We believe a hybrid faith experience can lead to a growing influence in our community and our world for the sake of others. Welcome to Hope. Hey friends, it's Jeff Bills, and uh, I am joined today by our good friend Bruce Main of Urban Promise. And uh, Bruce, welcome. Thanks, Jeff. Great to be back. Hey, so uh, in this episode, uh, we've talked a lot about Urban Promise, and there's so much more we could talk about uh, with what's going on in Camden and other uh, t- uh, cities around the country. But I wanted to focus instead on Urban Promise International, sure, which is just a fascinating thing that's yeah. uh, developed over the last few years. Um, so take us all the way back. How did we go from... Uh, doing what you do here in the States to an international uh, focus? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a great question. You know, none of this was part of a strategic plan. <laughs> I mean, you probably believe that, but, uh, sure. uh, but you know, you know, we, we were started in Camden, as you know, like 37 years ago and, you know, we created some really fantastic, I think, programs yeah. and, you know, and, and the word gets out and people start hearing about it and, you know, they start calling and knocking on your door and saying, hey, this is interesting. Like, you know, we've got kids, we've got under-resourced communities. And so, you know, it started spreading domestically a little bit first. You know, I had a guy in Wilmington, Delaware, who said, you know, we need this down there. Mm-hmm. And then Toronto and Vancouver and Trenton. And so, but what the, the, the turning point was about, I guess, about 16 years ago. I'm in my office, Jeff, in East Camden. And the door's open and there's a knock on the door and I look up and there's this young man. I've never seen him before. And I'm, I'm like, who are you? And he said, well, I'm, I'm William Neosulu. And I said, oh, okay. Where are you from? And he said, I'm from Malawi. And he said, well, I've come to do my internship. And I said, did you apply? And he said, no, I met a friend of yours in South Africa and he told me to come to New Jersey to see Bruce. So I'm here. Well, you know who that guy was. It's Tony Campolo. Of course. (laughs) You know, like, hey, yeah, just go see Bruce in New Jersey. And so I'm like, okay, you know, we'll we'll have you do an internship with us. So, you know, a month goes by, he comes back into my office and he's like, we need this in Malawi. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, go write a proposal, you know, what you want to do, how much it's going to cost and bring it back to me. So, you know, a month later he comes back, he's got a proposal. He wants to start an orphanage for boys living on the streets of the capital. And then he wants to do after school programs and summer camps like we do. Okay. So, and it's going to cost $10,000 for the year, the whole budget. Unbelievable. So we scrape together some money. He goes back and he starts, it's called, he calls it youth care ministries. He rents a house. He recruits 12 boys off the streets. He gives them a place to live, three meals a day, gets them back in school. Mm. So, and then he's doing after school program summer camp. I go over there about a year later and I'm, I'm in awe of what this guy's doing. I mean, he's running an orphanage on 300 bucks a month. Like, and these kids are thriving. Like, and how many, how many boys? 12. 12. 12. Yeah, okay. So uh, anyway, while I'm there in Malawi, I go to the college. He graduated from a Bible college called the African Bible College. Mm. And 
I speak in chapel. After chapel, I'm talking to some of the faculty members. And one of the faculty members, I'll never forget this, she says, sometimes I want to quit my job, start my own nonprofit organization. And I'm like, why? And she said, well, there's no jobs in the country. So most of the kids that I'm training will not work in the area that they're trained to work in. They'll sell cell phone minutes or do subsistence farming. So at that point, it was like, why don't we bring six or seven of your graduating seniors over to Camden? We'll give them some training, a little inspiration, maybe help them get a master's degree in nonprofit leadership and see what happens. (laughs) So we brought the first cohort over. We had seven uh, fellows. Okay. They spent uh, a year, two years with us. They go back. They so they're getting their master's at Eastern? Yeah, getting their master's at Eastern University. Okay. Jeff, that first cohort, they go back and they they birth three more organizations. Mm. And it was like, this is a no-brainer. Like, you've got, you know, Africa's the youngest continent in the world. Like, the average age is is under the age of 18. Wow. So it, it is a continent that, you know, where other continents' birth rates are declining, Africa's growing. You've got all this young energy potential, mm. and it's being underdeveloped. And so my thing is, we send a missionary to Malawi from the West, a family, probably costs $150,000 a year, mm. you know, flights, training. Right. Why not bring a 25-year-old college graduate from Malawi here, give them two years of training. And then what we do, Jeff, is if we like the project and like the leader, we get them some seed capital. So they go back and they start it. Here we are, 16 years later, we have 35 affiliates around the world. Wow. We've We've got high schools in Malawi. We've got orphanages, girls empowerment programs. We're in Uganda, Kenya. Uh, Ghana now, Liberia, Nigeria, and these are all being run by young emerging leaders from those countries who have spent time with us. Wow! So there you have it. it. It's just been one of those things where it's like, you know, just it, we we stumbled into it, and as soon as we started seeing some success, it was like this is a no brainer. Yeah, this is the way. You know, I think missions needs to move. Yeah. Uh, well, I love the entrepreneurial spirit of it all, yeah. and the hey, let's let's try it and see what happens and adapt along the way. I'm sure. Yep. Um, so, um, how do, first of all, how do you how do you select uh, these fellows? How are they? Selected? Yeah. So so now now that we have all these affiliate organizations, yeah. So they have staff, and. They have interns. Okay. And so in a sense that a lot of the fellows that were here this morning, they spent at least a year in one of these existing ministries. So they got to put some time in before they get selected. So that's really important. So we watched them for a year in on the ground in their own country, in their own context. Then the executive directors of those organizations, they will refer these young leaders to the program. So usually by the time they get to us, they've been pretty well vetted. And and they come, there's there's three kinds of fellows that we bring over. One are the entrepreneurs. They're going to go back and start a whole new organization. Okay. One are what we call, uh, they, they were called bolt-ons. So they're going to come over, they're going to go back and start a new program at an existing yeah. organization. Gotcha. Okay. So maybe a young woman comes over, she says, I'm going back, I'm going to start a girls' empowerment program. 
And then the last kind of fellow is what we call capacity builder. Because, you know, as you know, you built this church. Yeah. Like, you know, you started it, but you need capacity builders. Right. Like, you need staff that can implement your vision and build the policies and the processes. Yep. So those are the categories of fellows that we're looking for. Interesting. So they, they're they selected, they come here. Where are they living? They're, so they're living in Camden on okay. our campus. Okay. And I, and I think, Jeff, that is part of the, the kind of the magic of this yep. is that they, in addition to their master's program, they're actually embedded in our organization. Mm. So they are watching leaders. They're being included in conversations. I mean, during COVID, I mean, I had 15 fellows that were – on the front row of watching me and our leadership team, you know, handle Navigate a crisis. Through that, yeah. You know, and where do you get that? Mm. And and so, you know, I've tried to be as transparent with these young leaders because again, they're they're going to be running organizations of their own. But what better, you know, you've got the academic piece, the masters, you've got you're embedded in an organization and and then you're getting mentored and coached by some senior program people. And so they're they're doing that. They're at the same time they're working on their master's degrees. Yes. And so what uh, what types of uh, degrees are they are they pursuing? Mostly nonprofit leadership. So they're getting you know they're getting some some courses in fundraising development. They're getting courses in administration. They're getting courses in Christian leadership, mm-hmm. um, strategic planning. So when they leave, they've got a pretty good you know, pretty well-rounded for, for the kind of work that they're going to do when they get back. Yeah. So, so much more I'd love to pick your brain about and hear about. Um, but there is this other thing that uh, you shared with me at a lunch uh, a while back uh, yeah. that knocked my socks off. So you guys are are playing around with the idea, beyond playing around, you're looking at starting a college in Malawi? Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, you know, again, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, exemplifies the urban promise way. Mm. You know, we, you know, develop these leaders, they go back, they started seven high schools. So we have seven high schools now in Malawi. Mm. Every year, those seven high schools graduate between seven and 800 kids. Wow. Okay. There's no place for them to go. You know, maybe, maybe 50 of those 700 will get a spot in one of the state universities, one of the, yeah. So, and you've got to be in that top, you know, yeah. 1% to get a spot. Yeah, so these are Harvard level. These uh, are Harvard students. level kids. Yeah. So, you know, for the rest of us, you know, B and C students, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's Thank no- you for putting a B in there when you're talking to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't a great high school student. And, you know, you think like college and grad school, like it changed my life. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And you think, how many kids, you know, your entrepreneurs, your artists, your writers, you know, like maybe that don't test well, end up never developing their full academic potential. So, so, you know, I'm looking at these statistics, Jeff, like 700 kids every year. And I'm Mm -hmm. going like, we got to do something. So we developed this idea of, of starting a university, a college, and we've bought 60 acres of land. We've gone through a, a master planning exercise. So we've got a, a plan and um, we're developing curriculum. I'm working with two of our more senior leaders in the country uh, in Malawi who are kind of driving it uh, you know, within the country. Yeah. 
And um, I just got to go out and raise $3 million. So, <laughs> but we got the kids, you know, we got the kids. Yeah. And that's what's, yeah. you know, like it's just breaking my heart. Every year that we don't get this thing open, you know, we're losing 650 kids back to subsistence farming. So I think this is for me, like, and in a country like Malawi, which is 15, 16 million people, like, you know, you start educating, you know, the, the next generation of leaders at that level. Yeah. It, cha- it can change a country. Well, and, and in that context, in that mindset, uh, three million isn't a lot of money, right? Jeff, build a university for three million? Come on. Yeah. It's not insurmountable. Right. Um, and, and what it, and what it, the difference it'll make in uh, in the lives of individual kids, but in a nation, in a nation, uh, and on a continent, yeah, it's, it's mind boggling. It, it really, it really is. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of hard work to do, and you know, I, but I've always believed, you know, this has been my history, probably yours too. You know, being an entrepreneur like like you, you know, you take these steps, mm-hmm. and it's like you walk through the door. And my philosophy has always been, hey. It's not supposed to happen. God will close the door. Yeah. But don't wait, you know, start charging. And there may be somebody listening to this podcast uh, or somebody listening who shares it with somebody uh, else yeah. that uh, may bring a, an idea, a resource, um, a commitment of some kind uh, into this. And that's, that's what I've seen happen uh, in my connection to Urban Promise, you guys always have this mindset of abundance over scarcity mm. and uh, that God's got all the resources God needs to do the stuff uh, that God calls us to do, and we have to have the faith to take the step. And uh, when I was on the board a million years ago, uh, the big thing that we were looking at was this thing called the Forward School. Yeah. And it was big. It was scary. We were barely making budget for just the ministry we were doing at the time. Now we're going to do a school. And how's that school going today? Well, yeah, you were there. I mean, I remember the night we voted on whether on whether we should open the school. I and remember. you were there. You were chairing the board at that yeah, time. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I mean, there's there was a million reasons not to do it. Right. And and then, you know, one of the things I always hear is sustainability. You yeah, know, is yeah. it going to be sustainable? Yeah. And I get that. I get the question, but it's like nothing's sustainable. <laughs> you know, I mean, even we've seen, you know, Fortune 500 companies like fall apart. Right. So, you know, it, it, I, I just have to believe that if, if God is in this and God is calling us, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you cast a vision and you see who shows up. Right. And if you don't cast a vision, if you don't walk forward, Nobody's going to come forward. There it is. But I, I can't tell you how many times I've just, you know, we've seen, we saw it with the forward school. We launched it, started with 50 kids. Um, and, you know, we didn't know how we were going to make it. And then somebody hears about it. Yeah. And then somebody tells somebody else. And here we are 25, 27 years later. Mm. And you think of all the hundreds of kids who have benefited from that education. Yeah. And, you go like, what if we didn't do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if we? And I remember that vote. We had some people on the board abstain, right? And it was a narrow margin, and we could probably dig up the minutes and find out who did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you didn't. I, I, I no, no. But I was terrified. Yeah. Um, 
but again, it's you know the God God was in it, and uh, we could see God's fingerprints on it, and uh, uh, you know the worst thing at that point would be to not try, and uh, and, and to and to trust. Friends, if you're listening to this um, again, I just encourage you to share it with a friend. Uh, let's get the word out about Urban Promise, about Urban Promise International. Um, it is one of the most exciting things happening in Camden County, um, and it has been going on for 37 years. And uh, and we've got uh, at Hope, we've gotten to be. Uh, a little part of it, sitting uh, on the sidelines, cheering these guys on um, and uh, getting involved. Uh, as I shared this morning, we have members of your staff, Bruce, that are members of yeah. uh, board members. Board right? members, volunteers. A lot of volunteers. Uh, running yeah. the thrift shop. I mean, right. you know, the, the, the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People love this ministry. Yeah. And uh, so uh, share, share the good news. Uh, share it with some friends. And uh, let's see. Yeah, How God shows up. Yeah. Hey, thanks, thanks so much for thank you, Jeff. Uh, being with us. Great Bruce. to be back. Yeah, and thank you all for tuning in. Uh, and have a great day. Thanks for being a part of the Hope Community as we continue our conversations about faith and hope. If you don't already, please join us for worship on Sundays or on demand. You can learn more at meethope.org or find us on socials at Meet Hope Church.